Mustafa Carroll, former head of care, but I know he got reabsorbed into it again. So first of all, tell us a little bit about you, Mustafa. Okay, uh, a little bit about me, born and raised in Gary, Indiana. Come from a family of poor boys. My father was a steel worker, my mother was a nurse. Left Gary after high school, attended Indiana University where I did my undergraduate work in biology and psychology, met my wife there, got married in Indiana over 40 years ago. Had two kids in Indiana, then we moved to Texas uh, where I was working in healthcare. I was at Gulf Coast Regional Blood Center. Mm -hmm. I was a director of Aparesis on Mobile. Got recruited to work in Dallas, worked in Dallas for like 17 years, and then got recruited to come back to Houston. And that's when you probably saw me. That's when I met you. And, yep, and ironically, we always talk about six degrees of separation. It turns out that the woman that you're married to is from the same country of my origin, yep. Panama. It's it's amazing. Sabroso. <laughs> there you go. But I any, love it too. I, I know, I know, and you love all the good food. Lucky you. And best food. Yes, but here, look, you uh you are the former head of CARE in Houston. Yeah, what is I, CARE? Former, well CARE is the um, the largest Muslim civil rights organization in the country. Uh, we protect civil rights for Muslims. Uh, we're advocates. Uh, we not only engage with Muslims, but we actually, uh, this event here uh, reminds me that we did a lot of immigration work, a lot of social justice, a lot of criminal justice reform. Uh, we've been involved in almost every aspect of social justice you can think about. But we're primarily, uh, our goal is to, to, to serve as a civil rights advocate for Muslims. And we help them, and we want people to understand the Muslim community. So we help to bridge understanding between communities and with communities. Now, um, you're, you're, you moved to Dallas uh, a few years ago. Right. And and uh, you claimed that you were going to be a retired person. Yep. Turns out it's not quite that way. What has happened? I moved to Dallas and people said, well, are you going to work with Ken? I said, no, I'm retired. The very next day, they asked me to be a consultant, which was lightweight. It wasn't too big. Uh, and so I did that for maybe a year. And this recently, in November, November 1st, I got commandeered to help them. The former executive director there left, and they asked me to, uh, to help them reboot DFW, so I'm back with care. It's like being in the mafia. <laughs> well, I tell you, you know, they, they keep dragging, dragging me in. Yeah, <laughs> Al Pacino, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. but but anyway, um, the, the reason I wanted to talk to you is what's occurring right now in the Middle East, specifically Israel and Gaza. And before we get into it, I want to make a subject to the people that are listening. Being anti what's going on has nothing to do with anti-Semitism, and you should not allow anybody to shut you up when you're attempting to just talk humanity. Yes. Let's remember that. Anyway, I want to hear your uh, what your thoughts are on what's occurring in Israel right now. Absolutely. Well, most of the people here, the way it's been framed forever, and it didn't just start October 7th, but the frame is that uh, Israel has the right to defend itself. That's not arguable. Anybody can say that. 
But unless you understand the history of what's happened in Palestine for the last 75 years, uh, it's been to, to oust the Palestinians from their homes. Uh, you have a lot of human rights abuses that have been going on way before October 7th. And then October 7th, and Hamas attacked Israel, and Israel's response has been well over the top. I mean, it's not even a, an appropriate response, uh, and and people don't know that it is an occupier, one of the worst uh, occupations that we've seen in modern history, that there are over 300-something checkpoints, that you have children being uh, put in prisons, and now we're seeing what appears to be a genocide in our own time. Actually, by definition, I mean, it's not arguable. I mean, some people would like to make it an arguable position. It's not an arguable position. Uh, By definition, that is what we're having. By definition, Gaza and the West Bank are apartheid territories. Absolutely. You know, you don't, and people tell me, ask me, they say, well, you know, because there's similarities between the civil rights period, um, the Jim Crow South and that, but when I examine it, it's even worse than what happened in Jim. I mean, if you want to say that, because in Jim Crow South, we could drive where we wanted to drive. Right. We didn't have uh, places that I couldn't drive. Not not by law. Uh, we didn't have a thousand mile, twenty six foot high wall that was like is the open is the largest open air prison. We didn't have uh, our children be well. Yeah, people were getting shot and killed, but now we see it wholesale. We didn't see them putting the level. It's the level of things that we're seeing now in Gaza is just well. Our laws had the semblance of equality. The laws did. If it weren't for the people, but the laws had a semblance. It wasn't real. No, no not great, but it had it a, a semblance. A semblance of it. No, it's now, not there's not even equality. a semblance. There's right. no equality. They, they can't vote. They're second class or third class citizens at best. Uh, and I don't know why people are confused when they understand what's going on. Well, I mean, I, I and that's where CARE and a lot of other organizations should come in, in my humble opinion, in that... Most people are good people. Most Americans are good people. The problem is most people are also ignorant. Absolutely. They don't understand the genesis of places. They don't understand the genesis of conflicts. Absolutely. What should we do? Because like I said, one of the things that I, I, I tell people now more and it's it's necessary is do not allow any anybody, any identity to co-op co-op a word. Yes. What happened in uh, in Germany was a genocide. It was a holocaust. It was horrendous. Absolutely. And there's no doubt that, uh, but what the current Israeli government and previous Israeli governments are doing in Gaza and the West Bank and in Israel proper is, is outrageous. And what is worse about it, one of the things that really hits home for me and has for, for a long time is like we're, we're giving... billion a year to to a country that doesn't need that support. We're giving them all the -the state-of-the-art weapons. So most of the the common folks, when they hear that 
uh, of the way that it's been framed, they think that this is a war of equals. So right. It's not even a war. It's a rout. Right. It's not a war. You got one guy, group got homemade rockets and made up pipes, pipes and stuff like that. And the other group has everything that we have. Two thousand pound bombs. Two thousand pound bomb. More bombs being dropped in Gaza now than what was dropped any other place for over a period of years. We're dropping on a place the size of New Jersey. We have to start trying to uh, have folks recognize what humanity is all about again. Because I, I think what happened is when you dehumanize a group, uh, when you uh, oppress that group or apply violence to that group, uh, nobody sees it for what it really is. And I think that's that's one of the things that we have and to And one of the things about oppressed peoples is that other folks, I don't know why, but they, they tend to wonder can't believe the response. I mean, I remember during the civil rights moment, there was just a period of time. There was a time. They should have known that there was going to be a time that their people were going to resort to violence. I don't know why that surprised me. Well, well, that's the reason Martin Luther King was successful to some extent, right? Yeah. The fear that eventually the sleeping dog's going to wake up. Yep. And the sleeping dogs woke up. Because let's look at our founding fathers, right? Yeah. Aren't the, the founding fathers were sleeping dogs that woke up and affected well in in today's world wouldn't the founding fathers be called terrorists yep they would be called terrorists and they were called some all kinds of things back then but they would be, definitely be called terrorists they would be called uh, insurrectionists because they went against the England. current government right and you remember they had famous sayings like give me liberty or give me or death. give me death yeah and the Boston Tea Party right uh, was to, to protest no taxation without representation all those things now historically people look at and say oh my god that was that was so heroic but it wasn't heroic to the British right it was an insurrection to right the British. it was going against the government you know those things that we we, uh, we look at now in a different way so let me ask you um what should we, Mustafa, be doing, first of all, to educate the people in America to the truth, not the narrative, to the truth, and why this is also a danger for us? You know, we look at it as, well, we are bigger, we are more powerful, but this is actually a danger to every single American citizen, what we are allowing to occur in uh, Gaza and the West Bank. I was on a program back in the end of November called Beyond Gaza, meaning what are we going to do next? What's going to happen after this? And for our country, look, we, we are no longer, we have no no longer, and I told them, they asked me, what about our moral compass? I said, we don't have a moral compass. We don't have a moral compass. We're losing our standing in the world. People are seeing this. And they're, and this is emboldening other groups to do what we're doing. We're leaders in the world. So when when they see that the, the a large, the, the most, one of the most if the most powerful country in the world has no moral compass, then what does that say to the rest of the world? That means that whatever they do, the thing that we were we, we, uh, upset about the Russians invading Ukraine, at the very same time that we said that, 
This thing with Gaza has been going on for centuries. I mean, for decades. Been going on for decades. With our blessing that we are complicit in the murder of over almost close to 30,000 folks. Wantonly, we are complicit. We can no longer say that we are the democratic, the moral leader of the world. We're not. We haven't been for a good while. And so what we have to do as a community, and this is a long-distance race, this is not a sprint. What we have to do is consistently educate people as to what is really happening, despite the fact that you're going to be called anti-Semitic, that you're going to be called enemies of the state of Israel and all this other garbage that we hear. And we're not enemies I speak the truth. Now, uh, let, me, let me just tell you that all this, this info that we talk about, when we talk these issues, I make sure that the, this, is, this is sanctioned by my Jewish friends. Right. I have a lot of Jewish friends that I pass a lot of my wordiology by to ensure that we are, in fact, saying things correctly. And the vast majority of my Jewish friends have, have told me, Egberto, what you're doing by trying to spread the truth to the American population, there's nothing anti-Semitic about it. We cannot allow others to make one believe that speaking up against a right-wing evil Israeli government is somehow anti-Semitic. It is not. Absolutely. And, and, And the narrative now is that they've conflated it. Right. They've conflated anti-Semitism to be anybody who speaks against the state of Israel. Right. And 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 if and you know Jewish Voice of Peace was outlawed, uh, and several other Jewish organizations internally, their own people. Right. And, then, and let me say this: there are lots and lots of Jewish folks who disagree with what's going on. It's actually a, a lot, plurality. A large majority. A yeah. Large. I don't know if it's a majority, but it's a large group. Right. Of Jewish folks who disagree with what's going on on humanitarian basis. It is amazing. Uh, there, there are many coming out and said, oh, my God, we were indoctrinated. Yes. That's what they've said. They've I said that their leaders have indoctrinated them Absolutely. and no more. They're, they're the, the biggest, the biggest uh, risk to the Jewish people is the current Jewish Israeli government. Absolutely. And it's been going on. The, the sad thing is, uh, if there's a silver lining behind it, it's that now the whole world is seeing it. The, the downside to the silver lining is, look at the price that's being paid. 28000 and counting. And counting. Now, look at what's happening at home. We have around 3,600 cases, civil rights cases in the last three months. We have that many cases because this stuff is getting back home. So people on their jobs are being discriminated against if they say ceasefire, if they say free Palestine, and God forbid that they should say from the river to the sea. I didn't know that that had any meaning except free the people in Palestine. But it's but it's deeper than that because it yes. turns out that the Likud party, that's in their platform. 
from the river to the sea. In other words, they are if they believe that phrase really mean extermination. Yes, that means that that's what they stand that's for. That's what they think it means for them. When you say Palestine will be free from the river to the sea, in in their opinion, that means you you want to see the state of Israel. Well, l- l- I think that people should be educated to understand that from the river to the sea, actually for most Palestinians actually mean we don't want to be removed from our lands no matter where it is and we don't want others meaning the Israelis who are who've been in that land or I should say the the Hebrews who've been in that land that's that's fine as well but now the, the injustice of all of this they can't return. The Palestinians right. can't return, and this is not just Muslims. This is the, some of the earlier uh, opponents right. of the state of Israel were Palestinian Christians. Right, and 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 those folks cannot return. They're having their homes demolished. They're, those that aren't demolished, they're confiscating lands, giving it to settlers, people who've never been there before, people coming from New York, and Jersey, and other places in the world. That they're just and and you've got to look at this and understand that there's there's no intention, in my humble opinion, that the state of Israel wants to see any peace at all. My, my what I see happening is this is the biggest land grab of of my, in modern history. You know, and and as I was telling people before. There's absolutely nothing that they're doing in the state of Israel that we didn't do here first. Exactly. If you look at our our pedigree, what happened in this country? We killed all the. We tried to annihilate all the indigenous people. We took the land. We we murdered them. We marched them from Alabama to, to Oklahoma. I the mean, all trail of tears. I, again, when you talk about moral compass, you said we're losing our moral compass. The question is, when did we have a moral compass? We can say we have a moral compass. The moral compass is are the individual people in America who have always tried to do good. That's so it. our the, the plutocracy in this country has never had a moral compass, and the government was always an ear to the, or rather, a a a, a frame of the plutocracy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, we got to close out here. So give me a quick closer. Do you quick? I am I am begging folks to learn as much as you can on both sides of this issue, especially on the Palestinian side, because it hasn't been talked about in the in the public square. We've only heard one side of it. And and the other side, that side has done a, a magnificent job of shutting down any information on on the Palestinian side. And those folks have suffered for over 75 years to 50 year block a uh, 15 year I think blockade of Gaza no medical I just saw saw a, 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 a documentary showing the challenges that they have to go through medically before October 7th they were, they had no power no water no all these things are happening and now it's what I call white supremacy on steroids it's white supremacy on steroids everything that's happening there has happened here but now it's happening on steroids. And, I, and I, we have to pray for everyone. Mustafa Carroll, thank you so kindly for your frank conversation. 
spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.